0: Episode of the New Year, and I am honored to have uh, guests who are going to uh, blow your mind with a story, um, ladies. Sarah, welcome to uh, Patriot Strong, and floor is yours.
1: Thank you, Courtney, for having uh, having us on your show. This is huge, you know, for us to get on as many uh, podcasts to reach uh, people. We the people all over. Uh, not just nationally but internationally. My name is Carla or my name is Sarah and this is my mother Carla. Sorry. <laughs> Hi Courtney.
2: She's confused this morning. <laughs> A
1: little bit. Uh-huh. Oh. So um what we are exposing today is the well oiled machine of child trafficking in the foster care system it's
2: operated by the child welfare system on a national, international level. Right.
1: It's global. Um, So before we go into my story, I'm sorry, my dog's bothering me. Um, We want to um, give the details. um, I want to take your listeners down the rabbit hole
2: of what we uh, uncovered about this criminal enterprise um, that's really hiding in plain sight with the child welfare system on a national, international level. Um, There's there's a war um, on the American family, I'm just going to stick to America, and we believe that Arizona is the epicenter uh, for the criminal enterprise that's commonly known as CPS. Now, over the course of the last 14 years, I've uncovered um, a lot of information that exposes this criminal activity. And Arizona has gone to great lengths to subvert the information of this uh, criminal enterprise that is a well-oiled machine to destroy families And human traffic, our our sons and daughters, uh, for financial gain.
1: It's not just for financial gain, though. They take these children and they put them in uh, sex trafficking. They use them for adrenochrome organ harvesting, um, satanic rituals. I mean, the worst of the worst, uh, these children um, come from foster care. But go ahead. Sorry.
0: I was just going to say, um, you know, all of these concepts, they might seem crazy to people, the organ harvesting and the adrenochrome and the sex trafficking from a government, uh, you know, three-letter agency that is supposed to help families and supposed to help children, but you guys are here exposing the truth, so my audience, my listeners, please take heed to what they're saying. They are sharing their personal stories and putting their lives out there to better inform all of you. So please take this seriously.
2: Right. Our, our society has been conditioned by the government um, and the state actors to believe that um, the child welfare system is out there abusive parents and that is not the case. Um they're actually taking children to um for money, financial gain, and to you know, like Sarah said, to use them in uh, sex trafficking, organ harvesting, adrenochrome harvesting, um and even uh, to use them as guinea pigs mm-hmm. for drug trials yeah for drug trials. Um, what I uncovered over the course of the last 14 years in Arizona specifically uh, because that's where we live uh, I found out that our child welfare system is a privately held company. Uh, they are have a contract with the state of Arizona. And they are listed on Dunn and Bradstreet for a credit rating. I also uncovered contracts um, between the courts and psychologists and psychiatrists, contract with um, Arizona's child welfare system and Phoenix Children's Hospital, where Phoenix Children's Hospital gets paid. $865 $865 for every child they refer over to CPS uh, that's taken.
1: And they can use these children as guinea pigs.
2: The, the federal government um, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services uh, they have um, rules and regulations and laws um, for uh, children who are in the custody of the state. Most people don't know this, but um, uh, the Code of Federal Regulations, Title 45 of the Public Welfare by the Department of Health and Human Services and the code is 46.409 and it states, children who are wards of the state or any other agency institution or entity can believe can be included in research, medical research, you know, I mean, this is an absolute atrocity that our federal government, well, we know that they're comprised of all swamp creatures Mm -hmm. anyway, that they would allow these children to be used as guinea pigs. Arizona, as a, as a matter of fact, is the only state in the United States of America that allows children to be taken based on probable cause. So if you have dirty dishes in your sink or, you know, you haven't folded your laundry, uh, these child welfare workers who are not licensed as social workers can come in and with police force and and take your son and take your daughter. And there is no family out there that is safe from from this this criminal activity. It's the largest human trafficking ring in the country, in the nation.
0: And you know, we have tons of people that are on the front lines that are working behind the scenes to try and expose this, to try and take all of these children back Um, without naming any names. There are some huge people that are, you know, they're making breakthroughs with this, exposing it. But to hear it firsthand from somebody who is on the front lines, who can tell it, you know, word of mouth or not, not word of mouth, but firsthand, it's huge. And, you know, you can, People can think what they want about, you know, CPS. They'll know they're protecting the kids. They're not. And we have people like you that are exposing the truth and exposing the story. So you you guys, again, thank you so much for being brave enough to come on shows like mine and others that you've been on to tell the truth about what's really happening. It is really important.
2: Well, the one thing that I want to stress, if, if your listeners ever have, a social worker come to their door and wanting to physically come in and inspect their children, you know, uh, get your cameras out because they will run like cockroaches in the kitchen when you turn the light on in the middle of the night.
1: Make sure that you document everything. And
2: don't sign one single document.
1: No, no. Is there anything else that you want to bring up before we go in? No, that's,
2: that's pretty much it. Um, I do know that um, Arizona has been given a um, federal identification number uh, to where these uh, unlicensed um, employees of CPS in Arizona can go in and deem a child as special needs or medically fragile. And they can do that without any um, medical professional. And that entitles Arizona to triple the funds from the federal government. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also something else, um, TGEN is a, uh, what do you call it? Transgenomial? genomic
2: transgenomial research. If you look at the picture, where Arizona's child welfare contract with Phoenix Children's Hospital. Phoenix Children's Hospital has a contract with TGen, which is Transgenomial In- Research Institute. And when these children are taken by Arizona's CPS system from Phoenix Children's Hospital, they can be put into uh, drug trials, research, and what we found out was that our old governor, Doug Ducey, was on the board of directors of Tegen. Yeah. So it's all just a big, a big... Sess- con- pull. <laughs> oh wow. It's all a big conspiracy and collusion between government officials and and state actors and these Agencies and institutions that are involved in in taking these children from families. Um, Every time I exposed this information that I found out about being a privately held company and, you know, being on Dun & Bradstreet and the TGEN and Phoenix Children's Hospital, Arizona took all that information off the Internet. So they're hiding purposely hiding all of this criminal activity, yeah, so if we go into the details of Sarah's case, um she was like eighteen or nineteen,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and she gave was giving birth to her son Isaiah at back, arrowhead Hospital back in two thousand eight.
1: And my OBGYN was Dr. Don Jenkins. Well,
2: anyway, Sarah was admitted to the hospital. And she was given uh, a drug called Pertocin to speed up and induce her labor. Uh, what we found out was that uh, Dr. Jenkins left the hospital to go to another hospital.
1: Banner Thunderbird.
2: Uh, to deliver another baby. When she was delayed in getting back to deliver Isaiah with Sarah, she ordered that Sarah be given tuberletine sulfate to stop her. Wow. uh, Deliver Isaiah naturally. Um, And ultimately, the cord was wrapped around his neck like two or three times. So he was being asphyxiated in the womb. Mm
1: -hmm. I was in labor for like 36 plus hours.
2: Yeah, it was horrible. And, you know, they rushed Isaiah into this room. He had a severe cone head because he'd been in the birth canal for too long. And um, I saw him. And, of course, you know, I got very angry. And I told the doctor, I said, you better get out your checkbook because you just committed medical malpractice. Well, what Dr. Jenkins did was she turned around and we later found out that uh, CPS has social workers on staff at hospitals Mm -hmm. so that's when they started tracking sarah and isaiah was right after isaiah was born um because you know because they get triple the funds
1: right
2: so when isaiah was you know we we after several tests and several doctors he was ultimately diagnosed with um uh, cerebral palsy and everybody knows that cerebral palsy is a birth injury
1: which is it was lack of oxygen to his cerebellum
2: yeah so you know initially the doctors thought he was having seizures so they put him on phenobarbital and then they realized no he's not having seizures they thought he was blind but no he wasn't blind um it was just a it was just a big a big mess.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so when Isaiah was like 14 months old, um CPS uh came and um they accused Sarah of the medical neglect that he was having seizures, which is completely outrageous. Um so we went to a meeting at the CPS office and one of the CPS supervisors, Rhonda Cash, She all of a sudden jumped up from the table, slapped her hand on the table, and she looked at Sarah, and she said, I don't care what medical documentation you have for your son. We're taking your son because your mother has pissed me
1: off. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: How is that even allowed? And that's... Wow.
2: Yeah, that's where it started. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So and Sarah, going you... through the record, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna ask Sarah what What are your thoughts whenever this was happening? What was going through your mind whenever you know this social worker had just said this to you?
1: Hopelessness. Um. It was. Uh. I don't know. It, like my heart dropped into my stomach and uh, I just felt like I was you know being crucified in that room
2: we didn't really know at that time how to react because all of a sudden we were surrounded by all these phoenix police officers and you know they were telling me to put my hands behind my back they were going to arrest us
1: well we didn't have isaiah there at that meeting one of the social workers called in a false, uh, uh, made a false call to the police, saying that there was a fight, and that's when there was like fourteen officers that held us there while they sent other officers to go to my house to snatch my son.
2: Oh my god! So I'm dealing. You know, we're dealing with uh, all these like fourteen cops at that office. And then I've got my oldest daughter on the phone, and she's crying and screaming. And I can hear my three-year-old nieces, my three-year-old granddaughters, screaming and crying. And uh, the the police are threatening to arrest my older daughter. They're threatening to break into the home. I mean, it was just it, it was it's been a nightmare, an absolute utter nightmare.
0: So, in your opinion, but, um, specifically, do you think that the police are, like, working with the hospitals and the caseworkers to, uh, you know, like, swoop in and take immediate action when and if cases like this, you know, come up, the false accusations and so on?
2: Yes. Oh, no. absolutely. It's in It's in the uh, the Phoenix Police Handbook. It says... Uh, when, And CPS calls officers to assist. They have to assist. But the thing is, is that officers have a duty and an obligation to protect the public, you know, to protect and serve. But they're not protecting and serving the people. They're protecting and serving the CPS workers that are violating the Fourth Amendment right. Because... (coughs) In order for for CPS to come and take your child, that child, they have to have probable cause. And if they come without a pickup order or a warrant, that child has to be in immediate danger. And none of Sarah's children, none of her boys were in immediate danger. They didn't have any probable cause and they didn't have any pickup orders or warrants. I mean... You know,
1: so after they took Isaiah, um, we, we have a court hearing right with uh Judge Kathy Holt. Now, I want to let everybody know that in my case with all four of my sons, there's 35 judges, and this goes up to Peter Thompson, Brian Ishikawa, uh, Judge Christopher Corey, Joan Sinclair, Kathy Holt. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. What was the other one? Ballard.
2: Oh God! I mean, there's just I mean, in in Sarah's entire entire case, there's over 168 people, three governors, so because you know they they we one court case actually turned into 17 court cases. I mean, wow. we went all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court in Washington, D.C. We went to uh, all the Arizona courts. We went to district court, the federal court, the, we court went to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, and they, co- they conspire, collude, and cover up the crimes.
1: So without giving me a hearing... Um, They put me in the central registry uh, for child abuse for the next 25 years. And uh, Kathy Holt uh, put in the um, minute entry that she was making Isaiah a ward of the court to prevent abuse and neglect. Um, Joan Sinclair. So actually, let me me kind of rewind. So I get pregnant again, and I really don't care of what people say. They, they can judge me all that they want because I've had these children and these children are gifts. And I know that God has a greater plan, um, for us being put through all of this. So, um, so I get pregnant with my second son and, um, to, so. I just sort of lost my- Yeah,
2: all this time she's like, we're going to court for Isaiah. Yeah. And all this time she's trying to hide her pregnancy. Each one So she goes to the hospital to have her second son, Freddie. And what I found out later on was that um, CPS
1: put what's called a hit list out. <laughs> And I'm already red flagged in the system. So when she went to the hospital to give,
2: excuse me, to give birth to her second son, they already had a hit list on her. And so, you know, the CPS worker comes in when um, I think Freddie was like three days old. Mm -hmm. And they said they were going to take him because they already took Isaiah. And well, yeah. that's against Arizona law. They have to have separate allegations. So they documented that um, Sarah's second son was born clean and drug free. But when they took him, when they wrote the report to the court, they accused her of substance abuse. Mm-hmm. and they already they already knew it's just like what they did with Isaiah. In December of 2008, they went in and accessed Isaiah's medical records and saw that he was seeing all these medical doctors. And it's in a note. But when they filed the documents with the court to take Isaiah, they accused her of medical neglect, saying that she hadn't taken him to a doctor. It was It's all fraud and fabrication. And, you know, when when you're accused of a crime that's purposely fabricated, it violates your right to procedural due process.
0: Right.
2: You know, you you can't be accused of, of something that is completely fabricated. I mean, that's a violation of your civil rights. Um, so then we go to a meeting over her second son and they tell Sarah, and we, were, we got smart this time, we started recording things. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting in this meeting with all these social workers and everybody, and they're telling Sarah, and she just got out of the hospital, you know, um, from a C-section. And they're telling her that she has to go give custody of the baby to the father, or they're gonna take the baby. And I told her, I said, "Don't you dare! Don't you dare!" What
1: they were going to do was they were going to say that I willingly gave over my rights, and then they were going go to go into the with uh, with the father and terminate his rights. And because I didn't do that, the cops swarmed our house, and that video is on YouTube.
2: Um. Oh, oh yeah, all, all the cops. I mean, you, you would have thought that we were bin laden or somebody because the cops surrounded our home they're pulling on the screen door they're saying pick the lock and then a sergeant got mad because oh she's spouting off her fourth amendment right like it doesn't matter yeah
1: so then we fast forward and we go to my third son well um we took off to oklahoma so i can have a safe delivery um, there were complications with that pregnancy i had to go in for an emergency c section because i was i was leaking amniotic fluid i went from a 7 to a 2 so i had to go in for an emergency c section well they looked into the doctors reports from my obgyn in arizona and there were the three letter words cuz you know we were uh, we were up front with my doctor and um, so oklahoma contacted um arizona which arizona put a hold told oklahoma to hold my son out there until they can come and get him so we're held out there hostage because we're not residents out there yeah for like Uh,
2: two and a half months
1: yeah and so the new allegation was that i abandoned my son
2: yeah they take her they take her newborn baby directly from the hospital and then they claim that she abandoned him
1: So then we fast forward to my fourth son Jaden. I went to Australia Hospital out in Arizona um, and I went incognito, you know, uh, anonymous so that, you know, we pretended like we didn't want the dad to know because we didn't want CPS to know. Um, I gave, you know, I had another c-section and so this time I did not give him a birth certificate or a social security card because when you do that, they become a uh, property of the state that they're born in. They're not even yours. They're, they're own, owned by the government.
2: Yeah, but we didn't get a birth certificate with um, Freddie or, or Josiah either.
1: Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, but, we didn't. But anyways, um, and, you know, to let everybody know, because I know people have questions about the father's. Um, the first one, the father of Isaiah, didn't even know, was never in the picture. They, uh, um, He actually got in contact with me and, you know, went to court one time. They did a DNA test. They lied to him and said that he was not the father. And then they terminated his rights without him knowing. So then the father of my other three children, Freddie, Josiah, and Jaden, has never fought for the children. Um, he is the reason that... Jaden got taken from me. Him and this girl, Ashley Sharilla made a false CPS report on me because the dad was on drugs, and I told him it was not a good idea that he came around. So out of retaliation, boom.
2: Um, they called in a, a false police report or a, a false uh, report to CPS CBS saying that um, Sarah was on heroin and she was selling heroin from our home
1: and um we didn't live at that address yeah when i went through the
2: records i found out that this social worker michael Messinas, whose previous employment used to be a sales clerk at old navy uh because sarah was getting medical assistance from the state because she was unemployed um he went in there and and found our old well Ashley, Cirilla, and um, the father, Freddie, gave them our old address. They didn't know that we had moved. So in the in the CPS records, it shows that they went out there, and it was vacant. But then it shows that this Michael Messinas went into Sarah's uh, medical benefits and found our new address. So, then here, the police stormed our house to take Jaden when he was like seven and a half months old.
1: It was like a four-hour standoff with several police, several like more than four social workers, and they were laughing.
2: Yeah, and they threatened to break in our house. They threatened to arrest us and throw us in jail on criminal charges. But one of the cops, Brian Cudette, he wrote a police report that day. And he said in the police report that he saw no signs of abuse or neglect. So when Michael Messinas and his co-conspirator wrote the report to the court, um, they said mother has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. Um, Mother has been using heroin during her pregnancy and she doesn't want to stop using heroin. And in the same report it says mother has not been interviewed at this time. <coughs> so um and these judges are so ignorant or no, just,
1: they're bought and paid for or yeah, they're
2: threatened. You know, I mean, they let these reports go through. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, and with Isaiah they took Isaiah um, To one of his neurologists, Dr. Kevin Chapman, uh, at Barrels Neurological Institute, uh, like, you know, six weeks.
1: He should have been returned. They kept this circus going.
2: Yeah, we went to court from 2009 to
1: 2015.
2: And got absolutely nowhere, nowhere.
1: So, we've been doing a lot of advocating. I sent you um, the links that will take everybody directly to the evidence. As of now, we, you know, going from victims to survivors to warriors to whistleblowers, um, we've dedicated our lives to this because we know that this is the mission that God has put us on. So, our mission is to completely destroy. Child Protective Services, and these corrupt government officials, politicians, elites, globalists, whatever you want to call them, the one world government, from preying on children and families.
2: Destroying families, yeah. Yeah.
1: So um, they can look at that. We have gathered a total of 37 Arizona families. The the evidence is attached. We spoke at the Tucson Truth Tour. Uh, Lewis Herms was hosting it.
2: That was in October. Mm-hmm. We've, I mean, you guys, your listeners can Google our names, and we're all over the internet.
1: There's a bolo. There's a be on the lookout in every court with her photo on it.
2: Yeah, I was exposing these uh, judges that were legislating from the bench, and um, they tried to uh, they tr- they tried to get me for contempt of court, and they were trying to throw me in jail. And uh, I won because I proved that Judge and Sinclair lied. But the other thing I want to get to is when Judge Christopher Corey terminated Sarah's parental, unlawfully terminated Sarah's parental rights, her first two sons, Isaiah and, and Freddie, he said in there that terminating her parental rights would um speed up the adoption no it would it would benefit the children because the children are adoptable
1: okay well which judge was the one that said when
2: judge brian ishikawa excuse me (coughs) (coughs) unlawfully terminated her rights to (coughs) oh my goodness i don't know i'm I'm under the weather today Mm -hmm. uh when when judge brian ishikawa terminate unlawfully terminated her rights to her third son josiah he said, terminating mother's parental rights will speed up the adoption process. Uh, with Joan Sinclair, we went to court that day. It was January 6th of 2015, I think, or 14. And she, we filed a court document that morning. And to you know to prove that we were there she locked us out of the courtroom and then she ter- she terminated sarah's parental rights but jo- sarah asked Joan and claire in previous court hearing you know um she says you you know you've got a fiduciary duty to be a trustee of the law
1: <laughs> basically jones <laughs> and claire said that it's not a matter of evidence because i asked her what about the evidence she said it's not a matter of evidence, ma'am. So she terminated my my rights. But but before we end this, I want everybody to know that Mark Spencer, who works for Tom Fenton at Judicial Watch, is the is the uncle of Sidney Spencer Nixon, who adopted my youngest son Jaden. And Tom Fenton and Mark Spencer know about this. And Tom Fenton continues to cover this up. We also have a gifts and go, um, if anybody feels led to donate, um, you know, even if it's five bucks, because, uh, you know, the government's still trying to silence us. And um... Well,
2: we, we reported identity theft and reported all these government officials and the adoptive parents um, to the IRS. Uh, we have a case pending in a class action lawsuit. Uh, we also have a case pending in the U.S. Supreme Court as a class action lawsuit, and we're not we're not done yet. But you know, fighting this case has really sent us into financial ruin. We lost our home. You know, I'm retired now. Um, I, I have um, congenital heart failure, so it's really taken a toll on our family and. You know, if any of your listeners feel compelled to help us, because we're not done
1: yet. We're not going to quit until God says the war's done. Oh, hell no.
2: No, we're in this to the very end.
1: But we want to thank you, uh, Courtney, for having us on. Um, and hopefully we can come on again to, Absolutely. you know, as many times as we need to come on to uh, give details. T- and, you know, for those that want to hear more. Yeah,
0: and you have well, we, we have
1: her- new guards. Got- what?
0: I was just gonna say, Sarah, you have my number. You're always welcome to come on. Just send me a text. We'll do updates. Uh, You can share more about how people who might be going through the same thing can follow in your footsteps and fight this. You know, parents are fighting for their children every day in all aspects, you know, at schools and personal life and now CPS. Um, So, you guys, again, thank you guys so much for joining me. And, Sarah, thank you for sharing your story. Um, I will link the Thank you. And go and all of the links and information that you had sent. Um, you guys, God bless you for what you're doing and keep up the good fight.
1: God bless you too. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Ladies. Thanks, honey. Have, have a wonderful day.
1: You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> The new MyPillow towels are exclusively made with 100% USA combed cotton with proprietary technology and with maximum absorbency. They dry you faster and are guaranteed to work. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my Bogo extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get
2: a second set absolutely free or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set get another one absolutely free or get my Classic Premium My Pillow and get another one
1: absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products.